Okay, mamas, ladies. After having three babies, I never thought I would wear an underwire bra again until I found Skims. So right before I had Bear, Skims sent me a couple of maternity bras. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to wear maternity bras. They're so uncomfortable. They're not for me. I tried them on. They are the most supportive, most amazing, only maternity bra I have worn this entire pregnancy. On top of that, the material is so soft and the straps are adjustable for maximum comfort. And it fits every woman out there. They have a million sizes to choose from. My favorite Skims bra ever is the, quote, fits everybody t-shirt bra. And it's literally the best t-shirt bra I have ever worn. It's seamless, flawless, perfect. You're going to love it. If you're a fan of no underwire, the products I would highly recommend are the wireless form t-shirt bra and the no-show unlined demi bra. I like the color sand because you can't see it through white t-shirts, which is the color I usually go with, but they have a color for everybody. Whether you're pregnant, postpartum, nursing, or none of the above, and you just want a good bra, go to Skims. They've got one for everyone. Shop Skims bras at skims.com. Now available in 62 sizes, 30A all the way to 46H. Plus get free shipping on orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select couple things in the drop down menu that follows skims.com what's up everybody welcome back to couple things with sean and andrew a podcast all about couples and the things they go through today isn't quite about couples because it's a podcast that you guys have requested repeatedly on social media that's right we did an episode called things i wish i knew before planning a wedding Mm -hmm. and that sparked some more inquiries about what else do you wish you knew and the answer is quite a lot but today we're going to be talking about things i wish i knew as a young adult. I feel like on Instagram, on TikTok, on Facebook, we have a lot of young single girls and guys who have requested this particular topic and I've said multiple times like, "Well, how do I even get to that stage of marriage, dating? Uh, how do I find someone? What do I need to do with myself before I'm ready for that phase of life?" So, this is our hot take on things I wish I knew as a young adult. How do you feel not being a young adult anymore. I am. Speaking to I am 16 forever. <laughs> um, speaking of, wait, who was it? We were with Michaela Skinner the other day, and she said, you're 36, right? And that was the first time I was like, I actually feel old. Do I, like, do I look old? Like, that's when I questioned everything. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder, babe. And to me, you are the epitome of beauty. Thank you. So, Anyway, and you may be wondering, hey, look, this podcast is called Couple Things. Why are we talking about things I wish I knew as a young adult? Because we think it's important to touch on things that affect people as individuals because that affects how you approach relationship. And that affects your relationship if you're in one. That's right. So before we jump into it, please give the show a rating and subscribe to it on whatever platform you're listening on. We're on YouTube if you want to watch the video. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. Those are really, I feel like, the main places people listen to us. Yeah. But maybe you're listening to Google Podcasts. We're also there. That's just maybe, left field. Maybe, maybe you're listening on uh, on the, the TV. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, should we just get into it? We should. Let's do it. I also want to say, too, a lot of these things that we have written out are things that we wish we had known as a young adult as well. Yes. So it's not just us preaching advice, but things that we've learned over the years because we're so old um, that we, like, to pass on 
So the first thing that comes to mind yes. for something I wish I knew as a young adult is that you shouldn't compare yourself to others. It's just not worth it. We live in a society where comparison is like truly the thief of joy. Yeah. 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 And with social media being like at the forefront of everybody's like daily life, it's so easy to get caught up in Photoshopped pictures and people who only choose to show perfection. And you constantly have this like impulse to compare yourself to them and be like, why does my life not look like that? Why are they so much more successful? Why do they look so much happier? Why do they? And you just go down this route of being served up by algorithms everywhere, a false reality. And it it is. It's terrifying because it makes you feel like you're not enough or you're doing something wrong. Well, it's so easy to villainize social media. And I actually. Social media's fault. I actually don't feel that way. People have been comparing themselves since Cain and Abel. Absolutely. You know but I think social media makes it worse. It makes it easier to compare yourself. Yeah. But here's my thought on this. There's a concept in Christianity. Uh, it's the body of Christ, right? Where Sean has talents and weaknesses that are different than my talents and weaknesses. And I think the more that you think about and understand that concept of like, hey, Sean Johnson is my role model. I want to be a, a powerful gymnast like she is. And if I'm not, I'm a failure. Yeah. It's not the right way to approach it. And maybe this is something that I feel like I've really understood the past couple of years where it's like, I'm good at certain things, yeah. which is exciting to realize. I'm also bad at certain things, which sometimes is harder to realize. And keep going. And I just think instead of comparing, like celebrating those strengths and helping those other weaknesses, like it's a better approach. I have an example. I have an analogy. Hit it. But yes. it's a very long one. Uh, Nastia Lucan is my best friend and she was, we were each other's toughest competitors our entire career. When we are competing, we used to challenge each other, encourage each other and root for each other so much every single day. I'd be like, holy crap, you just got that skill. Well, now I have to go work harder. And it was like this rivalry that was so fun because we were so proud of each other. And then after the Olympics, we got stuck in this rut of comparing each other. We were like, ugh. Well, she got that. Why shouldn't I? And we ended up, like you said, vilifying each other to where we were, we didn't speak for eight years. And then all of a sudden a switch flipped in us from you guys, from you. And you were like, how about you just go back to being friends and rooting for one another? And instead of comparing ourselves anymore, we said, I don't know what went wrong, but I love you. I'm proud of you. And I'm rooting for you. And I just kind of switched my mentality and went back to being so excited for her and vice versa. And it just truly, that comparison side, if you if you stop comparing and start celebrating, it just works out better in the long run for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. This is, I mean, it's such an easy trap to fall into, jealousy. But as I'm reading a book right now called Mindset for our men's group. And it's all about, like, if you think that, hey, I am – a good football player and I'm not a good artist mm -hmm. then that like solidifies what you can and cannot do mm -hmm. and that's not really the right way to approach anything it's more hey I am becoming a good football player I might have had a better head start than if I'm becoming a good artist and mm -hmm. that's where I want to go but like it's it what path are you going down you know um I feel like we feel very passionately about this one topic Let's go ahead and, I mean, I feel like we could talk all day about that, but 
First tip is don't compare yourselves. Okay. Because you're great at things. Yes. Next up, um, being happy with yourself before getting into a relationship is really important. Um, being happy with yourself. Yes. Being content with who you are. Being, um, knowing that you are enough by yourself. Knowing you are enough solo and single. And knowing that you aren't going to be fulfilled or made happy by finding a person. So here's a little background. Sean and I uh, each had uh, relationships before we met each other. And fortunately, those didn't work out. And I feel like the common thread between at least mine, mm-hmm. uh, you, you might have a different story. Uh, all the relationships that I had that didn't work out are I kept... I kept trying to morph myself into what that person I was dating wanted me to be. So like, hey, they wanted me to be a missionary or they wanted me to be a freaking really good athlete, which I, I wasn't, unfortunately. Stop. <laughs> Stop. Oh my God. But but it's like, oh, or they want me to listen to this type of music or live this type of lifestyle. And it's like, it takes time. I feel like this is where people say timing is important um, to understand who you are and like, hey, actually, oh, that's cool. You like this type of music. I that's not necessarily my preference, but I do like this type and that's okay. Understanding that you can like that type of music and I don't have to, or, or mold myself into having to. Mm -hmm. Uh, so when Sean and I met each other, it was like, Hey, you know what? Uh, I'm sick of doing the whole dating or trying to be who you want me to be. And so let's just kind of put it out there. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Yeah. And I think the root of that too, for both of us and for everybody is, if you are in a relationship trying to morph yourself, trying to change yourself into someone that you think someone wants, then the root of that is you're not confident enough in who you are. And I think at the end of at the end of the day, something very, very attractive is someone who's able to stand firm in their beliefs and their passions and be like, you know what? I am so proud that I like Harry Potter. There you go. Whatever it is. And even if you think that's ridiculous and you're maybe going to make fun of me for it or whatever, that's going to tell me a lot about our potential relationship. Because, sorry. Go ahead. Because I think in both and I's, both Andrew and I's previous relationships, what got so exhausting is, yeah, they were good relationships. But at the end of the day, I was so tired trying to be someone I wasn't. And you can't do that for the rest of your life. I would say like if I'm thinking about levels to the game, level one is understanding like who you are and what your interests and preferences are. Mm-hmm. Level two is understanding that people have other preferences than you do mm-hmm. and being able to respectfully navigate the differences. Mm-hmm. And then level three is understanding that actually there is a, a, I think a boundary and a limitation to, Oh, this is just who I am. Like you got to own yes. it. Like there are, there are things, the laziness that you've seen in me over the past six years, like the goal is to have less of those bad qualities, like just unanimously bad qualities, whether it be like whatever, I don't know, just bad things I do, whether I'm, I'm like too aggressive or whether I am too lazy or whether I, uh, take like you're saying these, I have not said these just so I just want to make that clear. Are you saying these are actually, I was just pulling examples out. But you're saying they're accurate? No, 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 no. I'm saying <laughs> they're like they're extreme. No, so that's but I, what I'm saying. I'm they saying haven't been brought up. There before. are things that, in you that you shouldn't just like oh, embrace sure. and be like, "This is who I am," you know. And there's bad things. There's for sure. So there is a fine line there, but you have to, at the end of the day, like, if you are unhappy, right now, 
single and you are and you think finding a person is going to fix that, I think that's where things go wrong. I hate the term happy, but let's continue. All right. <laughs> you know, whenever I look at pictures of our kids from the past year, I'm amazed at how fast they're growing up. Oh my gosh, me too. And we've been doing a deep dive into old photos lately. Sometimes the thought hits me hard that I'm getting older too. And this has led me to think a lot about the legacy I want to leave behind, what kind of parent I want to be, and things like our family's financial security. We've been talking a lot about this recently and are excited to share that Fabric by Gerber Life makes it simple to get the protection that's right for your family. Life insurance doesn't have to be some big confusing topic. Fabric by Gerber Life was designed by parents for parents to help you get a high quality, surprisingly affordable term life insurance policy in less than 10 minutes. 10 minutes is crazy fast. Plus, it's all online and on your schedule. No appointments, scheduling, or piles of paperwork. Just apply when it's convenient for you. This is the first company I've heard of where you can go from start to covered in less than 10 minutes with no health exam required, and they have a 30-day money-back guarantee. Join the thousands of parents who trust Fabric to protect their family. Apply in just minutes at meetfabric.com slash eastfam. That's meetfabric.com slash eastfam. M-E-E-T fabric.com slash eastfam. Policies issued by Western Southern Life Assurance Company, not available in certain states. Prices subject to underwriting and health questions. We'll also link it down below, and let's get back to it. Uh, next up is number three, is learn how to do adult things early. This includes things like filing taxes, paying bills, renting an apartment, buying real estate, etc. This, I will say, you can't really learn this you until can't. you do it, you know? And this makes me so frustrated at the educational like the education system, um, because don't be frustrated, babe. It's okay. I am so frustrated. No, no, it's okay. <laughs> uh, you learn so much in school. You learn so many incredible things, and I loved school. But you should be learning all of these things so much earlier in life, so that when you're an adult and you move out and you're living on your own, you don't have to just figure it out. So I would say, read books, ask for help, find mentors that can walk you through these major life mm, stones or mentors. milestones in life. Mm. Because it can be very daunting and it can be very, like, hard to get through and to understand. So just educate yourself. Truly educate yourself. Yeah. And I, I, a really good way to do that is via experience. Mm -hmm. So, like, if you get a job, then you'll have to pay taxes on your, on your income. And so you'll kind of understand, like, oh, hey, so even though my salary is X, I really only make point. Uh, yeah. 8x because yeah. of taxes and then like you realize how to file taxes and so I just think uh, practicing these things having someone there to hold your hand through that yeah. um, but let's see I'm go ahead I was gonna say an amazing way to do that too because we live in an amazing generation of just content YouTube any question you have that's a good place to start to be honest YouTube it write the question how do I pay taxes this is the thing I think it's more of a mindset because there's so many things that we still uh, are confronted with on a daily basis that we've never, yeah. it's a problem we've never seen before. Yeah. But developing the mindset of, hey, this is a problem. I've never seen it before, but I know how to attack a problem and solve a problem. Yeah. So like, hey, this is how you solve taxes. Well, my first step in learning an, or learning how to solve a new problem is uh, watching a YouTube video about it. And then mm -hmm. now I don't know the lingo. Now I know the, the rough kind of syllabus itinerary of how this problem gets solved. 
and then you actually dig in and apply it to your specific situation. But a couple of things that I feel like helped us actually just tangible thing, like mm -hmm. from a financial perspective, um, we started using mint when we were about yeah, 20. Yeah. And yeah. so that was like, you log all your accounts and some people are comfortable with stuff like this. Some people aren't, but like you put your bank accounts, you put your bills and it like really gives you a dashboard picture of, Hey, this is how much I have coming in. This is how much I have going out. This bill is due X, Y, Z. And like, you kind of start getting your legs underneath you. Also, again, people have mixed feelings. Um, not everybody who listens to Dave Ramsey will like this, but like building credit, yeah. whatever that means for you. Yep. Um, <clears throat> like getting a, just a really low capped credit card so that when you graduate from college or high school, you're able to go rent an apartment because you have a credit score and credit history. How would, this is a whole different topic, but how would the Dave Ramsey goers go about? Building a credit score? No, no. Building a credit score, like renting oh, yeah. an apartment it's or getting a mortgage. Well, it's, I mean, we, oh, could, do another, we could do a whole nother. Yeah. Yeah, they wouldn't. They. <laughs> do you want to walk down this path? I no. don't. Okay. <laughs> We're going to move on to the next one. Anyway. Yes. Anyways, educate yourself. Ask questions. Um, and develop the mindset of, hey, I can figure this problem out. Yeah. Also, there's no stupid question. Let's just remember that. Yes. There's no stupid question. Sean, I got a question for you. Okay. What is it? On a scale from chug to <laughs> sip, how would you rate your hydration style? Um, Interesting question. I would say I'm a sip girl. I sip on my coffee for literally hours and sip on water throughout the day. What about you? I would say I'm a chug type of guy, yeah. no doubt. But whether you hydrate to live or live to hydrate, liquid IV quenches your thirst faster than water alone. I actually really love liquid IV, especially since nursing bear. I feel like I'm always thirsty. I like that it's sugar-free and it's fun to sip on throughout the day. The flavors are really good, and I've loved having a flavored drink rather than just water in my cup. My favorite flavor is the lemon-lime, and Sean loves strawberry and tropical punch. It's crazy to me that one stick in 16 ounces of water has three times the electrolytes of leading sports drinks and eight vitamins and nutrients for everyday wellness. Yes, sir. That's why they say it hydrates better than water alone. However you hydrate, grab your liquid IV hydration multiplier sugar-free in bulk nationwide at Costco or get 20% off your first order when you go to liquidiv.com and use code EASTFAM at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code EASTFAM at liquidiv.com. Um, okay, next one. Don't worry if your life looks different than you planned. So this is kind of, this is a, I think an easy one, but a hard one. I feel like so many of us spend so many years in school writing out what our life is going to look like. We're going to go to this school or we're going to have this job or we're going to make this much money. We're going to get married by this age. We're going to have kids at this age. The fun part of life is going down different routes that you never thought you were going to and adapting as it changes and like looking around at different points in life and be like, I never in a million years thought I would be here, but let's figure it out. Let's go with it because it's fun. We did a whole episode on core values. And I think this applies because the way something looks isn't as important as how you do something, right? So yeah. like, like I didn't know that I was going to marry you. That looks, the style of my life looks drastically different than if I married the previous girl I was dating. But the core values. How would that be, Andrew? Uh, let's talk about exes. <laughs> the core values that I'm living out are the same. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So style doesn't matter. 
but the core values do. Mm-hmm. That's my hot take on that. Life changes so fast. And I think having like a loose grasp on the reins and being like just rolling with the punches could ultimately take you somewhere even better than you dreamed. You just got to like. Mm. Sean and I have been, you know, parenting now for a little bit. And the the one <laughs> phrase we refer to when we're watching our kids like just be absolute minions like Tasmanian devils is this concept of like holding on loosely. Yeah. So it's like, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm controlling what I can control and I'm doing my, putting my best foot forward, but it's probably not going to turn out. Like I, I think kids probably going to like bump his head and that's probably okay. But like, hold on loosely. Yeah. Uh, next up, we kind of referred to this, but make friends with people who are older and wiser than you and find a mentor. Um, this just, we could speak on this one for a long time. It's just that idea that if you have wiser people in your life than you, you're going to set a higher bar and a higher expectation for yourself. I think you, the picture develops quicker Mm -hmm. when you have a a mentor. When I look back over the past five years, Dr. Axe for me has been a, tremendous mentor before that, like growing up, my brother was a tremendous mentor, just someone there who's, who's walking down the path with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I had agents who were amazing. I had trainers that were amazing. Um, Jeanette Jenkins was a huge mentor in my life for a very long time. And so was Lin- Lindsay Anderson. Um, yeah. I think it's true what people say, like, Nobody really knows what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> but but mentors are someone who like there's someone who doesn't know what they're doing still, but they've they've been through what you don't know what mm-hmm. you're going through, right? Mm-hmm. So I mean in every aspect of my life, I'm now looking for a mentor because of the drastic impact it has had on uh me and Sean and our marriage and our kids, the whole thing question just to ask yourself and answer yourself if you're listening this is my new favorite question to ask somebody is outside of family who are the three people who have had the largest influence on your life good or bad good or bad i mean yeah and i say good or bad because there have been people who have come and gone in both of our lives that we've either kind of respectfully exited um, friendships with for that were that it may, it was very difficult to like leave. But I say all of this, I'm rambling because if you look at everybody in your life who has an impact on you or has a direct connection to you, you have to truly ask yourself, do they make you a better person or a worse person? And even if you are close friends with them, if you can, in your gut, answer the question and say, they might make me a worse person for whatever reason that is, then you should ask yourself if it's worth being in a relationship with them. And, and actually, I'm not saying like dating, but like friends, whatever. Just just to more clearly define what do you mean by better and worse? I think like this is where goal. we did a whole episode on goal setting and vision se- setting. But like, okay, this is what I want my life to look like in 20 years. Is this person helping me get there or are they actually like hey they gossip a lot and they're going to undermine all the rest of the relationships in my Mm -hmm. life or 
they're lazy and all we do is play video games or watch movies and we never actually do these adventures that I'm so eagerly wanting or whatever it is. Like, Or they push <laughs> other people out of my life. Yeah. Whatever it is, just truly, even if it helps, like write it down. And something Andrew and I, I distinctly remember this one person who was in my life for a very, very long time. And it was the last one I had to kind of say goodbye to but I remember just explaining to Andrew everything's great but it's just when I'm with them I just feel like I'm stripped of like energy and joy and purpose and I just get pulled down and that weight felt very heavy on Andrew and I and it felt very heavy on like just our relationship so again just reflect on every single person you have in your life yeah I guess maybe this is a I'm going to sneak this one in here. We didn't have it written down, but like having self-awareness and, and this is where journaling helps. This is where like praying helps taking a step back and evaluating your life and like thinking about, Hey, I probably shouldn't watch as much TV as I do. I watched a lot of TV this past week or I was on social media too much, or this person was a bad influence on my life. Like actually taking, taking a, there's a, a stoic principle actually like, you're the audience member to your own life mm-hmm. and like evaluating that. And then also always honing in what, what you want that to look like. Mm-hmm. Um, also last thing on mentors, I got caught up in this when I was 20, I would look at someone who was 40 and be like, Oh man, I need to be as smart as they are or have read as many books as they do or have as much money as they do right now. And yeah. so I would like meet people who are older than me and not understand that like, Compound interest is a real concept yeah. in more things than just finance. And if you if you are working every day to become that person that you want to be, then like it's amazing how when you fast forward five years, ten years, you will get there. Like you'll get and it probably won't look how you exactly thought, but like you'll you'll be closer at least. If you're putting in the effort today, your life will look drastically different in twenty years. Time is an amazing tool. If you know me, you know I love high quality clothes and occasionally a luxury item here or there, but I hate spending luxury prices. So I rarely buy anything really nice for myself. That was until I discovered Quince. They have so much good stuff for you guys. Quince offers a range of high quality items at prices within reach. They have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters from $50 washable silk tops and dresses, organic cotton sweaters, and 14-karat gold jewelry. The best part is that everything is priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Love that. It's also really important to me that the clothes I wear are created in a safe environment, and Quince only works with factories that use ethical and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So, obviously, I really love that. I bought a Mongolian cashmere sweater from Quince, and no joke, I have worn it once a week, all fall and winter long. It's so soft, premium quality, and looks like I spent a fortune on it, but it was only 50 bucks. I've told all of my friends about Quint. I also love their men's line and have gotten some nice activewear and performance tees for Ander that he loves. Give yourself the luxury you deserve with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eastham for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eastfam to get free shipping and a 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Eastfam. Yeah. Next up. Um, this one should be self-explanatory, but we're going to hit it. Focus on how your life feels on the inside and not how, not how it appears on the outside. 
I have traveled to hundreds of colleges and given lectures to college kids over the years. And I reinforce this one a lot. 99.9% of us um, put way too much emphasis on how life appears on the outside. What our title is for our job, how much money we make, what we wear, what our house looks like. The, the appearance of success when we should be focusing on the inside and saying, Am I, do I feel fulfilled? Do I enjoy what I do? Am I happy? Like all of these things. And if those don't go together, then you're doing the wrong thing. Tell the story of your silver medal. I think it was on the floor. Right? Yes. Um, that's an entire lecture that takes an hour and a half. Um, <laughs> let me summarize it in two minutes. Uh, at the Olympics, I put so much effort into being an all-around gymnast. Um, that was kind of like my passion with gymnastics. I competed the all-around competition at the Olympics. I gave every inch of my soul. I had a blast, and I came in second. And I had the entire world saying, oh, well, what did you do wrong? I'm the, Like the interviews that I had right after I was done, they were like, what did you do wrong? What could you have done better? What do you regret? Are you going to come back to defend this title? Um, how does it feel to lose? All of these like very negative associations to my performance when internally I felt like I had done the best I had ever done in my entire life. I felt very, very proud. Fast forward, I went and competed on the beam. Um, I did not do my best performance and I won the gold medal. And all of a sudden I had all of these same interviewers saying, congratulations, you're the best in the world. That was the most perfect routine I'd have ever seen. And it just kind of taught me this huge life lesson of everybody's opinion is skewed. Like I knew internally that I felt more fulfilled from a silver medal than I did from a gold. And I went on to learn that firsthand in every other aspect of life. I've made more money doing things that I don't enjoy, but I enjoy the things that I do now better. So it's just, it's just weighing. You're going to burn out if you don't enjoy it. It's not about the accolades. It's about the character. Yeah. And that goes for everything. That goes for what are you doing to your body to, to look a certain way. So social media can like you better, quote unquote, like you better. What are you doing to draw more attention to you? Like, do the things that make you feel good on the inside, not just the outside. Which bridges us to the idea that your health is important. You shouldn't sacrifice it. Uh, this is something to be evaluated again because people can take this way out of balance. Mm -hmm. But, like, if you have low energy every day and you're, you're just like, I don't know, it's dragging on you start taking steps to maybe change that. Like yeah. maybe change your diet and hopefully it'll give you more energy or maybe like a little exercise in the morning will give you more energy. Um, I think we're probably more extreme on mm -hmm. this than most people, but I, I do feel like when, when you feel self-conscious cause whatever, like it's a drag on how you parent. It's a drag on how you're uh, a wife. You know what I'm saying? So, mm -hmm. Your health will directly affect every single aspect of your life and every single aspect of your future. Every decision you make when it comes to your health will affect your future. And I don't mean that dramatically. That it sounds just pretty will. dramatic. I know. That? I do mean Every that. decision. I do mean that. I do. Can you unpack that? Because I'm a little... <laughs> I'm being serious. I... Tell me how you feel about this. I mean, the most extreme version is if you make the 
um, unfortunate decisions of like going down the drug and alcohol and like all of those routes. Okay. <clears throat> you are paving a path that will affect potentially your kids and how you raise them and your spouse and your education and your jobs, all of that. And then when it comes to just your day-to-day life on a smaller scale of your health, if you're really stressed out, if you are anxious, if you are depressed, if you um, are like any of any of those things, it affects every aspect of your life. Your relationships are affected by it. Like just think of think of the last time you were grumpy with your mom or dad. Talking about two hours, like like two hours ago with, with us, I, yeah, or with your <laughs> girlfriend or your boyfriend or your roommate or whatever. You snap at them. You're angry with them. You think resentful thoughts. You like you're just not a happy person. Now compound that with if you are you aren't getting good sleep, if you are not taking care of your body, if you're eating poor foods, if you're drinking, if you're taking drugs, if you're doing all of these things, it just builds it and builds it and builds it and builds it to a point where it affects everything. All right. Admittedly, I was just speaking of physical health, but I really appreciate your perspective on Maintaining your physical health, your relational health, your spiritual health, health, your like everything. Your, I, I appreciate that. Physiological help is mm-hmm. like as uh, in regards to how you treat substances. That Sean and I have had a wild couple months with people in our close circle abusing substances, having addictions, potentially trying to commit suicide. Like all of these different things, we've lost friends, and it is. And we've seen people's relationships and their kids be torn apart from things like substances, jobs, high stress situations, alcohol. Like we've seen it firsthand. And this goes back to the body of Christ concept where it's like, man, what a tragedy when someone doesn't fill their potential or their role. Cause that's like a, that is a potential contribution to the world that was lost. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, Hey, they didn't, they didn't do what they were best at because they got distracted by drugs mm-hmm. or they didn't do what they were best at because they just didn't have the energy for it. Like they were anyway, th- you dig yourself in a hole. And I don't know when I, I could go on I know. a long tangent about this. I do think I'm becoming more of a hardline, like disciplinarian as far as like, what do you want your life to look like? What do you have to, what are the things you need to do to get you to that point? And then can you do those things on a consistent basis? I'm not like, there's like Jocko Willink and all these like hardcore military guys who are like, wake up at 4 a.m. and do a two-hour workout and blah. And it's no. like, it doesn't need to be that intense, but no. can you consistently do the things that you need to do to yeah. get you to where you want to go? That's my hot take on it. We anyway. could do an entire episode on that. Um, moving on. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Last one. This is, I think, probably the most important one is if you remember everything that we just said, take take all of that lightly and just keep it in the back of your mind. But remember, if you don't know what you're doing, 
in life, if you feel like you're like lost or you feel like you don't know what to do next, that's okay. And that is so normal. Again, going back to college lectures, I remember talking to so many college kids who are like, I just, I don't know what I want to do. And they were so stressed out by that. And that's normal. We don't know what we want to do. But you shouldn't let that prevent you from doing something. Yeah. I read a book when I was 12 called Just Do Something. Yeah. I like and it's that. like, dude, you got to just engage. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't matter if this is the path you're going to end up walking down career-wise for the next 20 years. Like if this is, it might not be the job you have for the next 20 years, but you should be engaged with it. You should be doing something because then you'll learn and you'll realize, hey, I really like that aspect. I didn't like this. So you, just because it's okay to not know what you're doing. And Do if you something. Feel like, yes. For sure. And to like give you an example, if you are in med school and all of a sudden you're like, this is not for me. I want to drop out. Drop out. Go work at Starbucks. I'm sure it will teach you something. And you'll work at Starbucks until you figure out the next thing to do. I mean, it's just kind of like that mentality of just do something. Just try it. Just do something. You'll learn something from it. Anyway, um, I hope this is helpful. <laughs> I feel like we went on several sidecar rants there. Um, if any of these hit home and you want us to further them, let us know. We're also going to be doing several more of these episodes called Things I Wish I Knew blank. Um, probably Things I Wish I Knew Before Kids, Things mm -hmm. I Wish I Knew, whatever. There's like a million different routes we could take. So let us know what you want to hear in this series next. And if you made it this far, we have a favorite ask. Please subscribe to the show. Give it a rating. And um, I enjoyed this one with you, babe. Me too. Not going to lie, we had a bit of a rough morning coming back from our international travels. We're all tired, and Sean and I don't necessarily thrive when we're sleeping. We also are, this sounds so ridiculous, our coffee machine was broken. <laughs> and we really, really wanted coffee this morning. So, anyway, uh, in, case, in case all of this made you think that we're not petty, you're wrong. Sean and I <laughs> yeah. can still be incredibly petty. Yes. But uh, that's all we have. I'm Andrew. I'm Sean. We're the East Fam. 